0: Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. It's a very simple message for today, with huge potential for tomorrow. So we're going to read the Bible together, and the text is Galatians 5, verses 16 to 25. English Standard Version. So I say, this is Paul talking, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Orgies and things like these. Aren't you glad when he stops those kinds of lists? <laughs> Heavens. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do those, such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control... Against these things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Now Paul has his themes that he likes to come back to, and one of them is the contrast between The works of the flesh or the world, the way the world says that it's okay to behave, and the way that Jesus would prefer us to be. So there are the contrasts very clearly in red and green. Now, you're probably glad to know that I'm not going to be preaching about that today. I think that's too heavy for me. I'm going to focus on the bookends of this bookshelf. The four little words at the very beginning and the very end walk by the Spirit. This is what tickled my brain one day, walking by the Spirit. What does that actually mean for us? Have you ever been involved in one of those, or witnessed a conversation where you're with, I I suspect, a teenager, and something is said, and it makes them roll their eyes? frequently i have to say in our house it happens quite a lot and we're really good at eyelashes in our house so we started to categorize them by the wind generated by the eyelashes <laughs> so it might be I've sort of overheard one saying uh, can you not afford jeans without holes in Do you know those eye-rolling moments? In the the early days of the internet, um, eye-rolls were generated when a person would refer to the interweb. (laughs) One of those. I had one of those when I was about eight or nine years old. There was a um, respected elder of the church who came to stay with us. And he very formally said to me, And how is your walk with the Lord? My walk? What's wrong with my legs? What am I supposed to do? What do you mean? I mean, why could you not talk like a real person? Do you know what I mean? How is your walk with the Lord? For heaven's sake, what does that mean? It's too old-fashioned. But in the Bible, it's quite a common expression. Your walk meaning your journey through life. Have you come across that? Or is that a Christianese thing that's new to you? So your walk being the choices that you make. Your behavior. Your journey as you, as you go through life. Your attitudes. And, again, and it goes back to the, the contrast, doesn't it? The red and green things that we looked at before. Here's a little quote, Psalm 119: "Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord." It's a really common thing in the Bible, and we've got out of the habit of using it. But can you get your heads around that this morning? That it's not about physical feet. It's about journey through life. It's not our shoes, it's our choices. It's not our legs, it's our lifestyle. So we're going to have a little think about this word, walk. This is what tickled me to begin with. Because it's not about living by the Spirit. He didn't say that. He used a very particular word that means walk. He used the word peripateo in the Greek. Can you say peripateo? (laughs) Greek lessons. That's where we get, in English, the word that gives us um, peripatetic, which is the music teachers. Do you remember them at school? And they'd travel around from school to school, and they'd deliver piano lessons in this one on a Tuesday, and then on Wednesday they'd be in a different school, and they'd travel around. The peripatetic teachers, the peripateo, they walk around. So this is about walking around with the Spirit. And it's different than just living with it. You can live and yet be stationary. You can be alive and yet be sitting still. If you're walking, you can't be stationary. The word walking means that you're on a journey. You're going places. You have a destiny. It's a movement It's a progression. You're making progress. That's why he used the word walk. It's not a sitting still with the Spirit. It should be a moving forward with the Spirit. It's an action, a physical process. So this got me thinking about, okay, the the actual physical process of walking. Do you know, it's fascinating when we're walking, if I was to ask you... To, I won't, because there's health and safety issues. But if I asked you to stand up and to stand stable, you'd be standing on two feet, wouldn't you? If I asked you to stand on one foot, it would be an unstable position, wouldn't it? When you're walking, there's a portion of your stride where you've got two feet on the floor, and it's a stable position, and that's called your stance. Then there is a vault where you're pushing with your back foot with enough velocity to send your body weight forwards. And there's a swing. (laughs) At which point, you're on one leg and you're unstable. Did you know that when you're walking, about 60% of the time, you're in your stance and you're stable? And about 40% of the time, you're in your swing and you're unstable. So when you're walking, there's an expectation that about 40% of the time, you're going to be in an unstable position. Walking is not necessarily a stable activity. Our Christian life is not necessarily a stable activity. There are going to be periods of life when you are steady and stable and on two feet and everything's great. And there are going to be periods of your life where you're balancing on one leg. And things feel vulnerable and unstable. And do you know what? That's okay. You're still a great Christian. This is just life. We have an enemy in the world who comes to steal, kill and destroy, doesn't he? He comes to trip you up when you're in that vulnerable, unstable movement halfway through your stride. If you can walk with the Spirit, and we'll look at, what that means in a minute. If you can hold on. When you get through that period of instability, because life's in a cycle, isn't it? Back to the point where you're standing straight again. You'll have moved forward. If we were to stay in the stance position, it might feel more comfortable, but you would not be making progress. You would not be walking So those periods of vulnerability, of instability, where things are uncomfortable, actually drive forwards our Christian journey, because then we're walking, we're not just living. Do you know that in the Bible, there's actually an expectation that we should be moving forwards, that we should be on a journey He's describing young Christians being like babies that need spiritual milk, but there's an expectation that you move forwards in your Christian journey to become mature. And I would propose to you that it's through the hard bits of life that actually that maturity comes. Romans 5 says, We also glory in our sufferings. Now, Paul blessed you, but I haven't quite got to that stage. But I can appreciate that life is life. And we hold on to God in those suffering times. And maybe in my progress towards maturity, I can get to the point of glorying in my sufferings. But hey, we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Walk by the Spirit. It's a simple message for today with huge potential for tomorrow. We are supposed to be on a journey walking with the Lord, but we're not doing it in our own strength. What was brought to mind was my old mate, Joshua. Do you remember the story of the so-called battle of Jericho? And he had an encounter with somebody called the commander of the Lord's armies. And then the Lord himself, who gave him all the instructions, gave him detailed instructions. This is what you do to win this battle this was the first city that they encountered, fortified city, and in their um, first step into the promised land. It's one of those walled cities with walls so thick they had houses in the walls, like a sort of carcassonne type thing. Have you got the picture? And Joshua had a download of the instructions for how to get into this city, and it was a bit weird. It was a bit out there. So he followed the instructions to the letter. And he had some of his army at the front. Then he had trumpeters. Then he had the Ark of the Lord, which represented the very presence of God. And then he had more army. And they set off walking on the first day all the way around, in silence, around the walls of Jericho. This is not your usual military strategy, I have to say. Second day, they did the same thing, walked all the way around. Third day, the same thing. People inside the walls were starting to wonder what on earth was going on and when the attack was going to happen. Day four, day five, day six, day seven came, and off they went round and round the walls seven times. Now, that would stretch out the army, wouldn't it? So they'd be all strung out all around the city. Seven times round. Then, when the trumpets blew, they all shouted, and the walls fell. And because they were all strung out round the city, they were all able to walk just straight in, and the city was theirs. Not a battle. Why do we call it the Battle of Jericho? So they were peripeteo. Do you see? They were walking around. And they had the presence of God right in the centre of the army. They, Joshua heard the word from the Lord, followed it, had the presence of God in the centre of the army, in the Ark of the Covenant, and they won the battle. Peripateo, they won the battle. Now there's a huge difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Thanks to Jesus coming and dying on the cross, and rising again for us, thanks to him. We don't just have the presence of God in the Ark of the Covenant, in the center of the people. We have this presence of the Spirit of God in the heart of us. When Jesus died, it's said that the massive curtain in the temple was torn. It separated ordinary people from the Holy of Holies where God lived. And his death meant that we, you and I, can have access, free access, to the presence of God. And then Jesus said he would send his spirit to live in us after he'd gone. Isn't that awesome? So we can be peripateo, walking around by the spirit inside us, guiding us. Who is this person that we're talking about? This is where the homework comes in. When you visit your Connect group this week, these texts will be on the sheet that you're given. So you can look further into these. I have just scratched the surface of texts about the Holy Spirit, which is why they ended up so small. I'm sorry. Um, Galatians 2, Christ lives in me. That's where he is. Who sent him? Um, your bodies are temples who is of the Holy Spirit who's in you, whom you've received from God. Um, your Father in heaven will give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. There's no further qualification. Uh, what we've received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Amazing. Whose idea was that? Well, basically Jesus's. Thank you, Lord. And what is he like? What does he do? The Holy Spirit. He's described as the advocate, the counselor, the spirit of truth. He will guide you into all truth. He will only speak what he hears and he'll tell you what's yet to come. He was the creative energy of God that hovered over our formless earth in the very very beginning he was there when we don't know what to pray he prays on our behalf he intercedes for God's people he comes with power you'll receive power from him he knows the thoughts of God the spirit of God does not make us timid gives us power and love and self-discipline. He's the comforter, advocate, helper and counselor. Golly, do you need any of those today? Because it's freely available. Thank you, Lord. So how is your walk with the Lord? It's a simple message today with huge potential for tomorrow. We're supposed to be on a journey, walking with the Lord, and we're not doing it in our own strength. It's about a subtle change of attitude. I was interested that it doesn't say walk with the Spirit, but walk by the Spirit. You walk with a companion, somebody that you ask to come along with you. You walk by putting one foot in front of the other. It's the physical process. So we don't need to be afraid of this journey, whether we're going through a hard patch in life, whether we're going through a hard patch in our Christian life, whether you're right at the very start of it. You don't need to be afraid because he, the Holy Spirit, is our propeller Our compeller, providing the impetus and the desire for the movement. He gives us the vault to push us forward, to support us in that. Yes, it can feel unstable and vulnerable, but when He's the director, then all will be well. So, how is your walk with the Lord? It's a simple message for today, with potential for tomorrow. Huge potential. We're supposed to be on a journey walking with the Lord. We're not doing it in our own strength. It's a change of attitude. Walking by, not just walking with. Do you remember watching a little one learning to walk? Have you ever been around that? You know, when they're just and they cruise around the furniture, don't they? For quite some time. And you think, is it today? Will it be today? Come on. (laughs) And you're encouraging them. And they hover on the brink for a long time, don't they? Because it takes courage to take that first step and to launch out across the floor. Can they do and they want to be on their feet so much, don't they? You get backache because you're constantly like that, aren't you? Because they, they want to be walking. And then they have to have the courage to do it themselves. And it's hard, isn't it? I mean, you and I take it for granted now. But when you're little, it's hard. When you're starting out on your Christian journey, it's okay to ask for some support and some help. Because it's tricky till you get the hang of it. That's okay. But it's important that you put yourself in that position of vulnerability and you step forward with the Lord. That you allow him to take you forward into the next thing that he has for you. That you step into your destiny. To be the best version of yourself that he has in mind. Because he says, I have a future and a hope for you. That's the promise that you're stepping into. Sometimes it needs to be quite brave. We've had a bit of a journey in our house the last few years of ill health, really serious ill health with somebody in my household. And it's not my testimony to give. It's not my story to tell. But I can talk about it from my perspective which is that it's been a difficult journey. Because life is hard, isn't it? Even Jesus said, in this world you'll have trouble. Sometimes I think he said that with a bit of a twinkle in his eye, knowing that that's a real understatement. <laughs> yes, Lord, it's difficult. And we've had to pray and pray and pray and really hold on to our faith through this process. But do you know what? We're coming out the other side stronger. Um, I have had such a sense through it all of being held, of being loved, of being supported. We've noticed that we've been provided for in all manner of different ways. And it increases your faith, therefore, doesn't it? And so, yes, we have been through this period of vulnerability and instability, and, and I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow and next week and next year. And then you come out the other side, and you're further forward. You're further forward. I feel like I've got a word of encouragement for somebody who's just stuck. And you feel like you've been in this wobble for far too long. And I just want to tell you there's end in sight. It's cyclical life. You are heading for a period of stability, of feeling better. And you'll know that you've grown. The Lord has got better things for you. It's going to be okay. But it's about relationship. It's about learning to hear his voice. If you're going to walk by the Spirit, you've got to learn to hear him. And that takes time, and it takes deliberate effort, and it takes commitment. Do you remember that word that was to do with pushing off from behind the vault? That reminded me of pole vaulters at the athletics. I love that. Do you watch that when the athletics are on? Pole vaulting, the most ridiculous sport ever invented. (laughs) I mean, who came up with that idea, for heaven's sake? And how do you practice it? I mean, you can't do it half-heartedly, can you? It's all or nothing. Suddenly you're belting along. At absolute sprint with a flipping great long pole, (laughs) aiming to twang yourself up in the air, upside down. Why? (laughs) I mean, it's marvellous. What a feat of strength and timing. And I just so admire them, but for heaven's sake, how do you practice it? It's total commitment, isn't it? Total commitment, that vault. That child stepping out into the space, it's total commitment. No, I'm going to do it now. In a minute, we're going to have some uh, ministry time. Perhaps the worship team would like to come up and twiddle nicely in the background. And we're going to have chance to practice this, where you just have the time and the space To listen, to hear his voice, to ask him, what's going on, Lord? I feel really unstable. Will you be with me in this journey, not just as a companion, but as a saviour in my heart? I have a couple of really good examples Um, There's a lady called Helen Youssef, who's um, a wonderful musician, but she's also a fabulous artist. And she's one of the... Have you been at one of those meetings where you're worshipping and there's somebody at the side painting? Golly, that's brave. And um, she produces these marvellous works of art in the course of of a worship night. And I was chatting to her once about it. And she said, yeah, at the beginning of the worship, I just pray... And I ask the Lord for a download, a download of an image. And then that's what I paint for that worship. That's a fabulous thing, isn't it? So maybe do you need a download today? A download of inspiration for your business, or for your family, or for your work? What do you need? Uh, we live beside the canal, lastly. Um, and uh, our garden is, is tucked down a little bit next to this massive high wall, the other side of which is the towpath. And we can hear people walking along the towpath chatting. Do you know, it's fascinating. The, the snippets of conversation that we hear as people go past, like about 20 seconds of conversation. Somebody went past the other day and said... And that's when I got banished to Castleton. <laughs> and I feel like running after and saying, what happened? <laughs> Why were you banished? Why Castleton? You know, it just leaves so many questions, doesn't it? Snippets. But the thing I've noticed about people walking on the towpath, when you've got a couple walking together, chatting, or even a larger group walking, chatting, enjoying each other's company... Very often, they're walking in step. Have you noticed that? When you've walked with a friend or your partner, and you're chatting and you're enjoying each other's company, you end up walking in step, and it becomes like a bit of a march. And actually, you walk further and faster than you would by yourself because you're involved in the conversation. We can hear them coming along the towpath and it sounds like a march with the crunch, crunch, crunch under their feet, all walking at the same time. Verse 16, the walk by the Spirit is peripeteo. Do you remember? Walking around. Verse 25 is a different walk. Get your teeth around that one. Doikomen. Stoikomen, and it means to walk in step. It's really powerful if you think about it. You can only be in step with someone if you are in a close relationship with them, and you're chatting. You're wanting to be there. So we've got to walk together with peripeteia, walk around, do life with the Holy Spirit and we've got to be in step in relationship and it echoes what Gordon was talking about the other week to do with a parent holding a child's hand and walking together and it echoes what Wayne was talking about the other week to do with being yoked together with Jesus in other words you're doing the journey together and he's bearing the burden for you lovely images and here we are walking in step today we're being told stuff folks it's the same pictures all the time do you need to feel that you're in relationship with jesus where you can access his holy spirit so here we are in the ministry time and it's time to check in and it's time to listen it's space to hear and to consider it's time to take a deliberate space out from the worries in your head the bible says we've got to enter his courts with praise so in other words the password to get in is thank you and the username is child of god Hashtag child of God. That will bring on an eye roll from my teenagers. If you need a word from the Lord about a particular aspect of your life, now's the time to ask. Just take the time. Be deliberate. Make the space. Come with expectation. Another person I want to tell you about is Chris, who prays and then sits with... (coughs) blank pad of paper and a pen and waits to see what the lord's going to tell her today but it's about attitude isn't it it's about the expectation so how is your walk with the lord we're supposed to be on a journey walking with the lord We are not doing it in our own strength. It's a change of attitude walking by, not just with. And it's a simple message today with huge potential for tomorrow. Will you pray with me? Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your gift of your Holy Spirit and all the blessings that he brings. His prime purpose is to bring you praise and glory, which we want to do now. Draw near to us, hold us, speak to us, inspire us, move us, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Worship you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus.